they're not changing their narrative because they can't afford to. So um, the pile of bodies is so high and the crime is so massive. And it continues because we have accelerated deaths right now. Uh, the um, birth rates are plummeting in perfect correlation with the vaccination rates. So two, two things are occurring. We have higher mortality continuous and it's actually accelerating in a number of places. And we also have lower birth rates and a lot of miscarriages and uh, um, dead babies and, and things of that nature. So so they're, they're essentially decreasing the population very, very dramatically. Those are very large numbers. Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. Thanks so much for tuning in. That was Sasha Latapova. She's a big pharma expert in the area of research and development. She owned a company that did such work. She's since retired and is blowing the whistle on Pfizer and Big Pharma and the crimes against humanity. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true, but guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, welcome back. Thank you so very, very much for tuning in. It's Sean from sgtreport.com and sgtreport.tv. Thanks so much for being here, friends. You can find us on Rumble and BitChute, of course. And I'm very, very gratified to have back on the line Sasha Latipova. She writes for Trial Site News, and her channel on BitChute is Team Enigma. If you haven't subscribed, please do. She does fantastic work. She also has a background in pharmaceutical research and development. She ran clinical trials for companies, including, yes, Pfizer, so she knows exactly what she's talking about. And she also knows none of these products, these bioweapons masquerading as vaccines, none of these products are made as described by the manufacturers. How are you, Sasha? Welcome back. Uh, hi, Sean. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I'm delighted to have you back. You were on once before with Todd Callender and you kind of stole the show because you are the keeper of actual science and information and knowledge regarding these bioweapons masquerading as vaccines. But before we start, let me do a screen share. Sasha, it's just more of the same. What we saw happen during the election where Trump was beaten by Sleepy Joe with 81 million ballots, not votes. The same thing is happening now in Brazil. Breaking Twitter has now locked the first tweet in this thread with a misleading tag and have removed the ability to retweet, reply, and like the tweet. The message in Portuguese states, the election is secure because there's a specific court that monitors it. But here's the truth, guys, happening now. Things are developing quickly in Brazil and not in a good way after the election was stolen from Bolsonaro. The police are starting to join in with the Bolsonarists, truck drivers, who are protesting the fraudulent results of the Brazilian election. Friends, it's my understanding this is the first time in history that a sitting president of Brazil was not reelected. It's just more of the same. The same mainstream horror media and big tech allies are covering up for what just happened in Brazil, just like they cover up for what we call the big steal, but they call the big lie. And you know what? 
As Steve Bannon has said, Sasha, I'm coming back to you. Elections have consequences. Stolen elections have catastrophic consequences. And that's what we're all feeling in our own country right now. Now, where were you born? Were you born in Russia? Uh, well, Soviet Union at the time, but uh, Ukraine specifically. So, and, you know, later on, it became Ukraine. And then I left in uh, late 90s and I came to the United States to study for my master's degree at Dartmouth. Well, very good. You probably have a thing or two to say about freedom. What is your take on liberty and the gifts our founders gave us in this nation? Well, uh, you know, I, I when I came to the U.S., I sort of, you know, and I still do. I think it's the best country in the world and and uh, with the best uh, founded on the best principles of individual liberty um, and the Constitution, as it's written, it's probably the most uh, beautiful document out there. Uh, describing the freedom in a simple way. And the Bill of Rights also in a very simple way describes individual freedoms and um, probably the most closely corresponding to the natural laws, to God-given laws laws out there. So that's why everyone thinks it's, you know, the shining beacon and it's the best place on earth. It truly is. However, as we're now realizing um, through this um, you know, last few years, especially, uh, this freedom has been taken away from us and people have been lied about uh, almost everything, uh, in, including elections, including, you know, and now, you know, we're talking more about um, COVID pandemic and these injections that they're pushing on everyone. Uh, so, so that's what we have to take back. We have to take back what's written in our Bill of Rights, what's written in our constitution and, and reestablish it as it was intended. Uh, it's it's definitely not that way today. Well, let me ask you, let's explore just a little bit further, and then we're going to turn our attention to uh, the vaccine narrative, the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. What is your take on this puppet president? My word's not yours. I believe he was selected, not elected, and he stands for open borders while Jan Sixers remain in jail without a speedy trial. So they are literally political prisoners. And this president and his administration stands for trans rights over everyone else's rights. Is this Marxism? Is it communism? Do we have a communist president in your view? Um, I'm going to say, uh, you know, I'm not a political commentator. I, I know, uh, and I, I, I wouldn't even dignify whatever that is going on in the White House with, uh, you know, saying it's the president. I don't know what they're playing, some kind of a theater out there. I, and I try not to pay too much attention to it. Um, whether it's communism or not, um, you know, it could be worse. It could be like China. So they're, I think they're trying to establish uh, what Chinese are doing right now. They're terrorizing their own citizens. I know actually firsthand uh, reports from there from, from colleagues. Um, and they're, they're massively terrorizing their citizens, establishing some sort of insane deranged biosecurity state and i think the whoever is currently occupying the you know dc they're trying to to take notes furiously and establish this playbook here and that's what i you know caution people like you know look what's going on there this is this is the goal this is the aim this is what they're trying to do here couldn't agree more and we're going to see how things play out on november 8th i believe that is election day it should be a red wave I just heard a clip from uh, Joe Rogan saying it'll be a red wave like the elevator doors opening in the film The Shining. 
which is kind of a gross reference, but uh, it is true. As long as we have free and fair elections, we will take our nation back from people like this. You probably haven't seen this. CNBC's Jim Cramer goes on bizarre pro-China COVID lockdown vaccine propaganda rant. Meanwhile, right behind him, there's a Pfizer ad, a Pfizer logo, and a Lilly logo. So we know who butters the bread of CNBC. Let's listen to the rant. And then, Sasha, I really, really would like you to weigh in. CNBC's Jim Cramer praises state-run propaganda, stuns his co-hosts into silence. Listen to this. And, and they got to deal with, what do you do if you told people the way to beat this is no vaccine, and now you have a vaccine. So I think what you need is a propagandist. Outside of the state infrastructure. Exactly. To start moving political right. opinion. But I think when we think of propaganda, we think about other regimes that we didn't really appreciate. silent. I am silent. I'm just thinking about those poor people stuck at Disney, Shanghai Disney for, it's a, I mean, it's the worst places to be stuck, yeah, but still. Cheap. It's a real small world after all. Sasha, let's play that again, because I don't think it was Jim Cramer who even said the most offensive thing. I think it was his sidekick, his colleague. Listen to this again. Vaccine. And now you have a vaccine. So I think what you need is a propagandist. Outside of the state infrastructure. Exactly. To start moving political opinion. But I think outside of state infrastructure, a propagandist to help start moving political opinion. That's who these people are. These people are not in the news business. They're in the propaganda business, as the mm -hmm. Pfizer logo behind his shoulder will attest to. Your thoughts on what you just heard? I, you know, I, I don't know how anybody can seriously think that, well, first of all, what China is doing is some sort of a public health activity. It's 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 a it's a terrorist activity. It's it's mass you know terrorization of their of their citizens. That's what they're doing. It has nothing to do with public health, and and you know by extension, yeah, advocating for anything like this here, is the same thing. And 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 yeah, they mentioned propaganda, and that, that's that's um, that was a key piece of this whole um, uh, COVID, whatever you call it. Um, it. It was propaganda mostly to keep everyone in fear to keep everyone in panic so that both the, the you know the, the masses would run and get themselves injected with just poison basically uh and everyone along the the chain who was executing this would not notice what's going on because they would be also in the fear and panic and and uh you know it, it kind of worked not not very well because uh, you know people like us started speaking up but it, it worked to a large degree and that's and, and they and they're just saying, well, you know, next time we should do it better, more like Chinese. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we know. See, I believe Jim Cramer is a good globalist. That's why he's been on television for so long, because he's mm -hmm. generally wrong about his stock recommendations. But he gets to be on that channel, which is all about finance and stocks. Anyway, uh, these people, people like Jim Cramer now are asking for amnesty regarding the lockdowns regarding forced vaccination of people, regarding firing people if they wouldn't take the vax. There was an article written in The Atlantic, which I believe is owned by Steve Jobs' wife. Mm -hmm. And she's a lefty, if you don't know that, far, far left. And these people want amnesty. They just want us to forget all of the evils they perpetrated on us, all the businesses they destroyed, all the families they destroyed, all the moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas that died alone in the hospital. What are your thoughts on giving these people amnesty for their crimes? 
Well, as far as uh, forgiveness, they should seek forgiveness from God. Okay, the only God can give them forgiveness. And now, as far as amnesty, I don't think so. I think we need uh, proper investigation, prosecution, trials, punishments in the in the human justice system, uh, and then uh, reform of the uh, laws that have been broken, amended, and I know exactly which ones now. Uh, we need to reform that to reestablish the uh, constitutional uh, uh, law and order, which we do not have right now. Uh, our constitution has been suspended uh, by the, the, the acts that are not lawful, uh, and we have to change that. But these people are saying, well, let's, let's forget, let's forgive and move on. No, we cannot move on because they will do another one and another one and another one uh, of these until we fix this. That's 100% right because they're unrelenting. You'll note that while they're asking for amnesty through the Atlantic, through that article, they're not changing the narrative. The vaccine is still being pushed. They're still calling it safe and effective. They're still trying to get people to take their kids to get the shot, when I think statistically speaking, it's less than one-tenth of 1% fatality rate among children. Nobody was dying from COVID. So the entire thing is a lie, but why aren't they changing their narrative, Sasha? Uh, they're not changing their narrative because they can't afford to. So um, the pile of bodies is so high and the crime is so massive and it continues because we have accelerated deaths right now. Uh, the um, birth rates are plummeting in perfect correlation with the vaccination rates. So two, two things are occurring. We have higher mortality continuous and it's actually accelerating in a number of places. And we also have lower birth rates and a lot of miscarriages and uh, um, dead babies and, and things of that nature. So, so they're, they're essentially decreasing the population very, very dramatically. Those are very large numbers. Um, so yeah, this is, um, you know, this is, this is not over. Uh, so death rates are soaring. Mm -hmm. Birth rates are plummeting. It seems to me the people that put up the Georgia Guidestones before they were destroyed recently, they're getting exactly what they want. Those Guidestones said, keep humanity in perpetual balance with nature at 500 million, a population of 500 million. So they're on the path to that. Is that why they're not switching the narrative? They've gone all in here and they're going to remain all in. So it truly is a war against humanity. And either we get the Great Awakening or they get their Great Reset, their Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum Great Reset. Uh, yes, exactly. So they're. I, so I don't think they're going to... Uh achieve their goal of 500 million people on earth. Um, I think we've, we've interrupted that that procedure pretty, pretty effectively. Uh, and a lot of people are becoming much more awake now, but they will continue. They will try to continue the legal framework that they set up to enable, to enable themselves to do it is perfectly in place and intact. And nobody has been able to make a dent to it yet. Uh, because uh, that's on purpose also, because they set it up such that everyone goes and pleads with the uh, regulators, assuming that this is a, a some kind of a pharmaceutical product regulated under pharmaceutical frameworks, and, and it's not. And so everyone goes to the FDA, but it, it, they, it, it, it's the same as going to health regulator in Zimbabwe asking, you know, why my, my drug is, is, uh, is defective here in the US. It has the same, they have the same authority. FDA has nothing to do regulating these, these things. Um, and they're just pretending playing theater and diverting everyone and stalling so that this can continue as long as possible. 
um, you know, and in we we need to we need to stop this and we need to reform this and we need to just well the more, most important thing is happening. People are, are stopping to use this, but there's still a lot of, as you said, confused people who are running and getting injected and and injecting their children, which is horrible. Um, so our first task is you know slow down and, and stop the injections. And then, but we still need to get to the root of this, which has not been even, uh, you know, there hasn't been any any progress made so far, as, as far as I'm aware. There may be some people who are getting closer to this, but, um, you know, overall, the, the legal structure is in place and they will try to use it again and again and again. Well, Todd Callender has talked to us about that and about the fact that uh, the patent on this bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine is such that when people take it, and their DNA is altered by this product, these people are essentially GMO people. They're now a new species of people. And according to Todd, that gives jurisdiction over these people to the big pharma companies that can claim they own them. Give us your thoughts on that in just one second, if you would, but I want to show people Mm -hmm. this. I saw an email from Todd today in response to this fact sheet, U.S. contributions to Uganda's Ebola response, to which Todd responded, Everywhere they have tested this Ebola vaccine has caused an outbreak of Ebola. The adjuvants, just like for the COVID shots, are elements of the pathogen itself, and they're using mRNA to program people's bodies to make synthetic Ebola Marburg that is more contagious than the original version. This is nothing more than a planned and executed outbreak of Ebola in the making. Patent on the vax is attached. If we can help people understand this, we can embarrass them into stopping it. Your whole background is in research and development. What do you say? What do you make of what Todd wrote here? Well, so, I mean, there are a couple of things. Um, Like he is correct in principle um, about this patenting issue. I I believe he's he's correct in principle on that. Now, uh, there are a lot of nuances. And and I think it's a very productive avenue to try to, um, you know, what what he's trying to do is he's trying to have the Supreme Court um, say something about it. So like bring it, through the through the legal process, through the court process, he wants them to actually make a statement about this, which is very very important. Uh, and I think they, he should uh, try to elicit this response from them. Now, as far as whether this is um, actually what's happening in people's bodies, you know, this the sort of programming of mRNA, I think there's a lot of um, hubris around this. Um, we can't really get to the bottom of it because. The, these products are not manufactured the way they're they're described in the literature at all, like not even close. I so far from what we can tell, and there's a lot of secrecy, a lot of hiding of the information, including from the regulators. So even when we get FOIAs, or you know, I have a bunch of leaked documents, for example, from EMA, all you can see is regular regulators' frustration with how much Pfizer has hidden from them, not provided to them and uh, never uh, you know, evaluated properly or described or characterized. So uh, that's what I'm saying about this product. It's still shrouded for the most part in, in mystery. It's produced in some sort of extremely sloppy, uncontrolled fashion, uh, where, whereby you can't even say it's the same product being administered batch to batch. So some of it may be programming people's bodies to produce these aberrant proteins, which by the way, they haven't characterized either. So in those cases where they say, well, the cells produce this spike protein, let's say they were making the first injection for the Wuhan strain. So when the regulators said, 
I know I have a model of Wuhan spike protein. Can you show me that your, your concoction produces, at least in the cell line, produces the same spike protein? And they said, no, you can see that it's proprietary to the regulator. Okay, so what is being programmed? That's a big question in my mind. I know they're trying to mess with people's genetic code. I know they're trying to do this transfection of cells the same way they do with GMO crops, for example, or animals. And they're trying to do it on humans. And so thought is right in principle. Yeah, if Monsanto makes a GMO crop, then, then they patented that crop. And if you do the same to a human, then you technically patented the human. And that needs to be addressed. But in practice, I think there's a lot more of shenanigans are going on that nobody has disclosed, characterized, and, and really has no idea what's going on for the, for the masses. It's so interesting. Uh, I like the phrase you used, your concoction. Can you show me that your concoction does X, Y, or Z? And they told mm -hmm. the regulators, no, we can't. We can't prove anything. Nothing we say makes any sense because we can't prove it. And the labels, they don't even tell us what's in this product at all, do they? No, they have a lot of ingredients on the label. I mean, first of all, it took a lot of time to, to wrangle the label out of them, the, the listing of the ingredients. Then they listed the ingredients and, and uh, a bunch of them, like these lipids, are still black boxes. And we still can't know what, what goes on. And it's still a secret, like the, the how they make lipid nanobubbles. Well, apparently that's a secret that even Pfizer and Moderna don't know. It's also black box to them. So, and then and that, that's not disclosed to the regulators. The, the uh, char characteristics of the uh, protein that's produced by the mRNA, even in the first, um, first batches that were disclosed to the regulators, well, the spike that's produced apparently is larger than the Wuhan spike, but they would not tell regulators why and what, you know, what other elements it has and what it is in general. So like they said, it's proprietary. And that's it. End of story. Um, so it's just, it's incredible. It's just incredible just from anyone who knows how regulators work. And then um, everything that they uh, provided is sort of characterization of their processes and, and test results. They're all proprietary in-house assays, which is, again, it's, it's you know, I, I make something and then I also make a method to test that something. But the something is proprietary, and the test that I met, made to test this thing is also proprietary. So you can't, you can never evaluate what I'm doing. <laughs> so, so that's how that's that's how most of that stuff around the vaccine is is um, is is uh, in the regulatory documents today. And everybody says, oh, it was rigorously reviewed and approved. Rigorously reviewed for what? You know, the, they did like spell checking and read they read the the words. But I guarantee you, nobody inside the regulators understands fully what it is. They just know there's a lot of gaps. So, boy, so much to unwrap here. So fraud eviscerates any contract. Mm -hmm. I don't believe anybody who got these injections was given informed consent. In fact, we know that's true because the ingredients list was never given to anybody. To your point, they say this magical concoction is proprietary. Just trust us. So for those who might find themselves in the future being claimed as some chattel by these pharma companies that altered their DNA, if they weren't given informed consent, that contract is null and void, Sasha. Can we at least agree on that? Oh, absolutely. Nobody has received informed consent. And 
while um, again, I, I do, I, I, I've, I commend Todd Calendar for bringing this up to the attention of the courts and trying to, to elicit the court's response whether people under this injection are chattel. The important part, they're treating us like chattel already, whether we got vaccinated or not. And they're treating us like chattel because they're telling us, no, you don't need to, and not just us, regulators as well. Uh, I can make up any, any magic juice in my lab and you don't need to know what's in it and don't ask any questions and just line up and get injected. That's what they are trying to do before this is even you know, legally decided that this is possible. This is how they always operate. They try to push the crime on everyone simultaneously in a massive wave so that people are so overwhelmed. They can't even, oh, wait a second, you know, we have to review this, this. No, they just, they, they roll over, they make everyone behave like chattel. So they make everyone run, get injected with magic juice without asking any questions, be in panic, wear masks without asking any, do you have an authority to push this clause on my face? No. But no, 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 panic, disaster, everyone behave like this is okay first. And then we're going to, uh, you know, retrospectively, we're going to put in place a whole bunch of laws saying that, you, well, you, you didn't have any rights to begin with. Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. So did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year? By a large factor, silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there. And demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda. Electric cars, solar panels, iPhones, it all requires silver. There will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology, the food industry, and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. There's no better time to invest with Noble Gold than right now. Noble Gold Investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month, you'll get a three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Yeah, can you imagine any other business in the world that could be run this way? How about the food business? How about some manufacturer comes out with a magic food and they won't tell anybody what's in it and then death rates spike and birth rates plummet for those who eat the food? And and I guess that gets me to uh, Jim Cramer's point here. These people rely on propaganda. And the only reason this has worked to the degree it's worked well for them, I would say, is because they hate humanity, is because people have been propagandized since birth that getting these magic injections is good. Childhood vaccines are good. Big Pharma cares about us. But you tell me who would eat a food that was killing people and nobody knew what was in the food. Who would eat that food? But people are lining up to get these injections and they don't know what's in them. It's just bizarre. It's just upside down world. Absolutely. And I, I was telling people the example of this is like, you know, what they're what they're essentially telling you to do or or even the doctor to do. So, so you know, everyone is exempt. Uh, under PrEP Act, as long as they follow the orders of the U.S. government, Department of Defense, and and, uh, and HHS, and as long as they implement those orders, suppress the dissent, don't give anyone informed consent, don't say anything bad about the vaccines, and just to inject everyone, then they're exempt. But as a physician, would you walk in the park, find a syringe lying around, uh, pick it up, and inject it in the next passerby or in their child, would you do that? You, you would say, no, no, of course, no, that would be criminal. Yeah, and, and you're doing exact same thing under this. 
except the government gave you a piece of paper so that it's okay. That's right. That's right. This is government sanctioned genocide. I guess that would be democide. I want to read something that you sent me because it recaps everything we just talked about just beautifully. I'll put this up on screen. There has not been a single vial tested in the field to date that was found containing ingredients in the amounts even remotely resembling the label of these products, Sasha wrote. She continues, therefore, it is a logical fallacy to attribute any observational epidemiologic outcomes data to anything that is influenced by these shots, except deaths and injuries associated with them, since mass poisoning would, of course, produce those outcomes. The issue of manufacturing of these quote-unquote vaccines is something I deeply researched over a year now and published extensively about. I am happy to explain this in detail to anyone who wants to know. In short, for practical purposes, what published in literature about mRNA products does not apply to what is actually being injected. So there cannot be quote-unquote pressure on the virus since injections have little and possibly nothing to do with it. We've jumped the shark so far in this narrative, Sasha, that it is not even remotely possible that these injections could protect anybody from any boogeyman virus. But they keep saying, oh, now it'll protect from Omicron. Go get your boosters. This is complete madness. So do I have that right? I mean, they've jumped the shark to a point where they've got a product they're peddling on the population for a stated purpose. And that stated purpose is a complete and total lie. Nobody's being protected from COVID. Nobody. No, these, these things never protected anyone from, from COVID illness, I would say. And then, and then, of course, all these claimed variants and, and updated boosters, that's just, that's just nonsense. You know, the, the large uh, data, well, it was, it was clear from the beginning that they didn't protect. It was clear from the beginning the clinical trials were fraudulent on it, or in any case, even in December 2020, I was, I was telling my colleagues that you can't take a trial seriously where the, um, the, the outcomes data, you know, the, so they, they claimed, you know, we had 40,000 people in a clinical trial, but then the results of the trial were only in 170 people. 170 people is nothing. It's a, it's a statistical fluke. You, you cannot make any statistically valid conclusions out of that set of cases that they collected and we now know fraudulently. Um, yet every the whole world, so then, then from 170 so-called cases, they've extrapolated to the entire planet, 8 billion people. This is just this is ridiculous. And so uh, and and you know, even in that 170 cases set, the absolute risk reduction was less than one percent. So it was there was never any protection from anything. Now we have huge pile of bodies and, and vaccine injured people. So obviously it's, it's very, very dangerous and it's poisonous and it's, it keeps killing people and it keeps preventing, you know, sterilizing, preventing pregnancies uh, and causing all sorts of damage. So yes, it is, it is hugely poisonous. And then the whole cadre of experts, even the ones who are on our side, right. On the side, pushing against the vaccines, I, I then falling for the narrative and, and, presuming that this was a, a vaccine and you should discuss it as a vaccine. And then, you know, some, some other group of experts goes and says, well, it's a leaky vaccine. And so if there's going to be pressure on the virus and the virus is going to evolve in hugely dangerous and super uh, spreading uh, deadly, deadly versions, which is nonsense. Yeah, this, ki this kind of a sloppy product, sloppy poison applied all over the place 
does not create any evolutionary pressure on anything. It just kills and injures people. That That's all it does. So like, let's not fall for those narratives. Let's actually look from practical facts. Are you seeing any glimmers of hope anywhere in the world? I mean, the alternative news media, the real news media in our country and around the world is talking about this. La Quinta Columna, the work you do, Team Enigma, uh, researchers, doctors, truth tellers, Dr. Lee Vliet, Dr. Jane Ruby. There's people, Carrie Madej, there are people telling the truth, sounding the alarm. But even doctors like Peter McCullough, which called this thing essentially a bioweapon early on, he is being stalked. He is being targeted by some medical board. They want to take his license away for speaking the truth. So I don't call that a glimmer of hope. The whole apparatus continues to be turned against we the people, and they're in the pocket of big pharma. Meanwhile, the CDC voted 15 to zero to recommend this thing to be jabbed into the arms of little kids. So where are the glimmers of hope? There are no perp walks, there are no arrests, and they're still peddling this product as safe and effective. Yeah, for the, you know, the, the, for the, for the arrest or anything uh, structural to happen about this, well, there needs to be a, a, a reform. There needs to, first of all, there needs to be a recognition that this is what's going on. So far, the courts, is, you know, as far as I know, and I'm not a legal expert, but my colleagues are telling me that so far the courts are just dismissing based on procedural grounds most of the time. And it's clear that at least some of the federal judges are in on the scam or have been read into this. Um, so because because how, how um, skillfully they're trying to avoid looking into this and, and opening the court for any evidence that to be brought. Um, so, so far there's this game of denial being played by the courts uh, essentially. And the best way of action, in my opinion, is for individuals to uh, file complaints, individual complaints. In fact, I'm collaborating with Todd and this brilliant woman, Catherine Watt, um, and a bunch of their colleagues uh, on making this uh, mass campaign where people can self-represent and uh, do various things from very simple complaints and affidavits they can file in their local jurisdictions to more complex um, issues. And um, there's gonna be, there's a website, it's called Five Small Stones. And I would you know, encourage people to go look at it. Uh, there are templates that people can use for themselves if they were vaccine injured or their loved one uh, died or were uh, uh, murdered by the hospital, uh, which we know happened throughout the country uh, and try to do it that way. So. Uh, right now, our best um, army is ourselves. Now, while, you know, and, and if we do this, and if we bring this out more in the open and recognition of this more in the open, mm -hmm. then the federal judges or, or state judges uh, will have, you know, frankly, no choice. They're also political creatures, as you know, uh, and they will, somebody will have to take it up at some point because this affects everyone. And, uh, you know, if people recognize it, if people create our, you know, um, uh, the, the, the movement from the people, then we can have hope of changing. And there are some, you know, cases that Todd is um, pursuing and, and, and a number of other lawyers, and those are proceeding. And, and you know, Brooke, Brooks Jackson's case is very important, and I'm hoping and praying that it will proceed. Um, so that will take, take its course, but most all change will have to start from the people. Yeah, 100%. Just like what we're seeing in Brazil with that stolen election, people are 
blockading roads, in fact, because they know the election was stolen. All right, as we wrap up this conversation, help me process just a couple of things here. So I typed in Pfizer vaccine over at Twitter. Now, under the previous regime, the regime prior to Elon Musk, there is no way on God's green earth that these tweets I'm about to share with y'all would be appearing at the very top of the Pfizer vaccine search feed. But here's the truth. Thomas Massey says Pfizer's original vaccine trial, which contained 1,200 participants with evidence of prior infection, showed no benefit from their shots for those who had evidence of prior infection. The CDC lied and said the study showed it was 92% efficacious for those with evidence of prior infection. A couple more tweets to read. Any thoughts on that, Sasha, before I continue? Yeah, so, okay, so I would correct him. I mean, I I welcome his tweet that it's, it's good. Now, I would correct him saying that this vaccine has no benefit for anyone, period. I don't want this distinction with prior infection, no prior infection. I never had COVID, for example. Nobody in my family had. That means that we have amazing immune system. Guess what? We are protected because after years of interacting with people of various sorts, traveling and and so forth, we never got it. So our immune systems work. So I don't want this nonsense about only the ones with prior infection now need to be somehow uh, considered okay. And then we need to still, that still leaves room for any sort of future different vaccine to be brought in. Um, so that that's that's something to watch for. And then also he said CDC lied and said 92%. Yeah, that's based on uh, relative risk reduction. And that's a lie because for epidemiologic assessments, you need to do absolute risk reduction. Absolute risk reduction, meaning what is your personal uh, risk approximately of getting it and that of, of being protected by this, this uh, intervention. And uh, that was always less than 1% for all of these so-called vaccines. Thanks for that, because you're 100% right. The whole thing is a narrative that needs to die on the vine. It needs to wither on the vine. But anyway, Twitter, the very next tweet below that one from Nicole, guess which picture was taken before my Pfizer COVID vaccine and which Mm -hmm. one was taken after? I miss my long hair. I miss having color to my skin tone. I miss exercising and being a functioning human being. Vaccine injuries ruin lives. We aren't collateral damage. Guys, for anyone listening who does bumper stickers, knows how to do that, make bumper stickers, consider this one. Stop and think before you inject. We need the sheeple to stop and think before they blindly take this product. And I'll scroll down to this one, which is heartbreaking, quite literally. I'm 37 years old and I got the Pfizer vaccine. And two weeks later, I had myocarditis and blood clots that caused a widowmaker heart attack that caused me to have to get a SICD and two stints placed. And now I'm in CHF. I don't know what that means. And now I'm in heart failure, um, congestive heart failure. Oh, thanks. It's, It's a terminal illness, by the way. Okay. So there are real people being devastated and I would say murdered by this fraudulent product that continues to be peddled by the CDC, the FDA, and people like Tony Fauci. These Mm -hmm. are crimes against humanity in my view. Am I overstating it, Sasha? Oh, no, you're not overstating. This is a a crime. It's a a mass murder, uh, which has been, you know, legalized by the government. It's not lawful, obviously, but they created the laws which allows them to do this, and they're doing it. Uh, and uh, that's why, you know, you were asking before, when is it going to stop? It's not going to stop. I, they won't stop it. They can't afford to, to, to now admit that this is what happened and undo it. By the way, the public health emergency that they just extended again, 
uh, it will continue being extended in perpetuity because that's the underlying you know, keystone that they need to continue this crime spree. And if, if it gets removed, then, then the crime spree ends. And guess what? We can, start, um, the, we can start some sort of process of accountability. So that's what they're desperately trying to avoid. But yeah, the, the crime is, is, is being committed. I've seen horrific injuries, absolutely horrific injuries in young people uh, uh, getting cancer. We now even, our colleagues, we have this term turbo cancer because it's, it's, a, it's a very fast moving, very aggressive cancer that tends to kill people very quickly. And uh, all the pathologists we talk to and cancer specialists that are you know, willing to speak about it, they're shocked. They said, I've never seen anything like this in my career. Um, and um, yeah, so this is what's caused by these injections. And again, we don't even know exactly what's in them. So we can't even begin addressing properly the injured because we don't know what they were injured by. Um, so it's, you know, we're, we're still stabbing in the dark, trying to figure out some sort of ways of even diagnosing or assessing the damage and then trying to figure out, you know, what, what other, what, what, how can we help them clean the blood, uh, figure out how to get rid of these, uh, of these blood clots all over the place and, you know, what can, what supplements, what, you know, so, but we don't know because again, we don't know what exactly they were injured by. Um, that's, and that's, I think the biggest tragedy in my view, it's, you know, people who got fooled like this, who young people who got their whole life essentially destroyed, whether they're still alive or not, it's probably even worse because now they have to deal with these injuries for, for the rest of their life. Right. And in the case of the previous person who tweeted about his congestive heart failure, his life isn't going to be that long. So mm -hmm. as we literally end the conversation here, I got to let Sasha go, guys. We only have 40 minutes. We'll round it out with Pfizer, people related to this thread, Pfizer, and then this man, Ernest Ramirez, who lost his son. I believe the boy is 14, 15 years old, who was out with friends playing soccer, and he dropped dead after taking the Pfizer vaccine. Ernest Ramirez had one person in his life that he loved, one person. It was him and his son. They were a team. They went through life together with true love between a father and son. And he lost his son to this God D vaccine. And that's what it is. This vaccine is damned by God. It is pure evil. It is pharmacia, friends. And Pfizer, what is their slogan on Twitter? Breakthroughs that change patients' lives. Well, no truer words have been spoken. If they kill your kid, if they kill somebody you love, if they kill you, well, they've certainly changed your life, haven't they, Sasha? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you, yeah, you noted, I haven't, I, I have not noticed that myself, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting that they seem to know what they're doing. Pfizer, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they know exactly what they're doing. And mm -hmm. I guess what puzzles me, last question for you, are you shocked at the level of immorality and malfeasance, what is the word, criminality, the corruption that exists in our world, that people like Jim Cramer at CNBC can give a pro-vax rant at this point, that Pfizer can continue with this narrative, that the CDC, the FDA, they all cover up for it? Are, are you shocked at the level of criminality? I mean, this is absolute, total, utter corruption, pits of hell levels corruption in my view. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, most shocking to me is the 
people who are working in those organizations, because I, I know that, you know, I, I started, I, I've seen a lot of internal emails that have been FOIA'd, and it's it's clear that majority of the sort of middle, middle level, or even high, you know, high middle level, low level management in those organizations, they are, they, they're not realizing this. Uh, they, so the high level people are clearly in on the scam and the rest are just, you know, worker bees doing their work. And I don't, I, at this point, you know, two years in and all this data came out and these are professionals, they know where to look and where to find it. It's very easy. Um, what what goes on in their heads? Like how, how, are you, how are they processing this? The fact that they have been part of the criminal cartel and continue and, you know, as if nothing happened. So that's the biggest puzzle to me. That that corruption is the biggest puzzle. I I know the the bad guys are out there, the 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 high level. They, they you know they get these cushy jobs with WHO later on, or you know maybe they'll be promised some political post or something. So it, that's easier to understand, and the money obviously. But the guys who are being paid regular salaries and just coming to work and and essentially murdering people every day, I I really find it extremely difficult to understand that level of corruption. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's astounding. In fact, uh, one final note here. I've had Melissa McAtee on. She's the Pfizer whistleblower. She's been on twice now. She went to Project Veritas. Mm -hmm. I think if memory serves here, Pfizer has 79,000 global employees, 79,000 employees around the world. Mm -hmm. I know of one whistleblower from Pfizer, Melissa. Exactly. That, that was my shock also. I saw Melissa, I applaud her. She's a wonderful, brave young lady. I, I, that was my question too. Why is she the only one speaking out of that whole, the, you know, tens of thousands of people? Yeah, I know. It's absolutely shocking. And the rest of these people who know, not everybody, not all 79,000 people know, okay, at Pfizer, there's no way that all 79,000 people can know. But definitely there is a percentage of people at that company that know, and they now have blood on their hands because they continue to take a paycheck and not blow the whistle. What we really need is whistleblowers from all walks of life. And uh, Moderna too, I'm talking to you folks at Moderna and Pfizer specifically. All right, Sasha, well, we really do appreciate you. Now the name of the channel on BitChute is Team Enigma, correct? Yes. Uh -huh. All right, excellent. I will try to remember to leave a link below. And you also write for Trial Site News. Is that S-I-T-E, Trial Site News? Yeah. Dot com? Yes, trialsitenews.com, yeah. All right, very good. Well, we do appreciate you. We appreciate your intellect and your voice. Is there anything else you want to share with people before we uh, part ways? Uh, yes, I encourage you to uh, look at um, Five Small Stones program uh, website um, by Todd Callender, his colleagues, and Catherine Watt. And um, also, if anyone is interested in the legal aspects of it, um, I highly recommend Catherine Watt uh, Substack. It's called Bailiwick News. Uh, so that that has a wealth of information about the deception, fraud, and the legal aspects of it. Oh, that's excellent. Okay, I haven't heard of Catherine Watt. Maybe you could get me in touch with her. If she'd like to come on. I'd be delighted to interview her as well. No pressure, but uh, just <laughs> planting the seed, Sasha, if you know how to get a hold yeah. of her. All right. Guys, our guest has been Sasha Latipova. She writes for Trial Site News. The channel over on uh, BitChute is Team Enigma. Sasha, thank you so much. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Always a pleasure. 
Friends, thank you so much for tuning in. A very special thank you to our subscribe stars and our members over at sgtreport.tv, where we have that server beyond the reach of Big Brother. We post this material at sgtreport.tv ad-free. So thanks for your support there, guys. And for real news every single day for free, visit us directly at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda and Mockingbird mainstream media lies. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. It's a, a weapon system disguised as telecommunications infrastructure. It's all by design. And in uh, defense of Kanye West, they are all calling him anti-Semitic. But if you'll notice, nobody's calling him a liar. So let that sink in. Yeah. Just follow the money.